What's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday to you all. Uh, I hope we didn't screw uh, too many of you up with uh, us shifting everything a day this week. So uh, excited to be with you. Uh, my name's Nick. Uh, for anyone tuning in for the first time, uh, Allie, Amanda are with me. How are you ladies doing? I'm doing very well. I think I'm feeling pretty stable. Stable. Yeah, really, I always, really I always nice really like get my like stable. shit together at the beginning of the week. Um, like I made myself a very like very good dinner. Went I, to yoga. Should we? Do we? Should we normalize my boyfriend's house? Normalize the. I like the word stable, because I, I feel like you're using stable in lieu of fine, but stable sounds so much more positive. Yeah, yeah. Fine has now turned into. To ask me follow-up questions. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm angry at you. I'm okay, but stable is like a like a it's a confident. It's a confident, like yeah, I'm just mm -hmm. stable. I've had one day of stability and I'm already like, wow, I'm a new woman. <laughs> so so for you, stability is thriving. I yeah. like I like the word stable. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm stable. Well, it's like it was yeah. And uh oh, it that reminds me of like a hospital after like someone's in yeah, an accident condition. where they're like, yeah, sure, I get stable. It. Yeah. I think I've been in some emotional accidents. So. I suppose we are co-opting this word from the uh, medical community, but yeah. I feel like that's okay. That and cautiously optimistic is the other one that I feel like people really I've been using that for a long borrow time. from doctors. Have they got that from doctors? I got it from a sports radio show. I feel like uh, yeah. I feel like they got from it from Milwaukee. the doctors. I don't know that to be true, but that's my gut. I don't know where he got it. We have a, a great episode for you. Uh, before we get into that, we have an update. Mm -hmm. Someone had some sex. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, go take it away, Allie. Okay, so this was from episode uh, 409. She called in because we were talking about Teddy on Clayton season. Teddy was talking about not having had sex before. That was a whole conversation, so she called ago. in. Yeah, it's um, and so she gave us an update. They were going on a trip. Nick recommended she was a virgin having sex. Yeah, before going on the trip, so that it wasn't like this weird buildup, et cetera, et cetera. I feel like we need to uh, provide some more context for like Nick recommended having sex. Yeah, <laughs> I just said before the trip, so there wasn't a lot of like you know yeah. there wasn't the buildup. There was she, the pressure. She was a virgin who uh, was a virgin for no particular reason other than she just hadn't had it yet, and was like many people who you know, who may not be super religious, but are virgins. It just, like the 40-year-old virgin kind of, yeah, it just didn't it happen, but you up. wanted it to be special, but you didn't know what special meant kind of thing. And and I suggested that, and she wanted to have sex. She, like, she was trying, the whole point is she wanted to have sex and she communicated that with her boyfriend and he wasn't making moves and she was confused as to why her boyfriend, who wasn't a virgin, who got the green light, wasn't doing anything about it. Mm -hmm. And we suggested she might have to be the one who makes the move because he might be a little nervous about uh, taking that step. It says, hi, I was previously on about wanting to lose my virginity. I want to touch on that in a second. To my boyfriend, who then wouldn't take that step to have sex with me. It took a few more months, but I can officially say that I am no longer a virgin. We took the next step on our vacation, even though I had to swallow my ego and initiate it. 
I'm laughing at the expectations I built up for that moment my whole life from what's learned through media and porn since that wasn't reality. But that being said, I'm glad it's out of the way and I'm excited to see where things in our bedroom can now go in the future. Great. If there is a hill I will die on, it is the phrase, lose my virginity. Or took my is this virginity. this you talking now, not our yes, caller? Okay. Yes, this is my, this is my personal. Right? Were you entirely sure? <laughs> I I wasn't. I wasn't. But now, wasn't. We yeah, now we know. Yeah. Now All right. We know. So, Allie, a I hill hate, you want to... I hate the phrase that you lost your virginity or that someone, specifically, that someone took, took your virginity. Because in my mind... You gave it. No. You, there was nothing. It's not oh, just done. It's not like you're... It's like a, it's on a notch in your belt. And I would like to think that every time I am intimate with someone, it's something special. And that's like me giving them a gift. I didn't just have like one thing to give away. And it's not a notch on someone's belt to quote unquote, take it. So I always like to tell people and how I always refer to it is the first time you had sex, you didn't lose shit. You didn't give him shit. He didn't take anything. Virginity is a construct. Yeah. Okay. It's a and societal I hate construct. Sure. I hate the idea that like you gave it to someone. Who it's gets the to virginity keep it. word that you don't like. No, it's the the verbs. It's taking. I think it's virginity, the identity, the fact that it giving, like, exists as like a separate subcategory. Kind so of. So you it's have just, no like, first. Just one thing. No, it's the first time I had sex, uh-huh. but I didn't give him shit. He didn't okay. take anything from me. Okay. And yeah. that's that's my soapbox because I hate it. I've no problem with it. Yeah. Go up. Why do you hate it? I mean, I get what you're saying, but like, why is this the hill you want to die on? I don't know, because I just think it's it's just, I'm like, come on. I don't care who you are, what your gender is. Like, you're not giving up, you're not giving anything. They're well, not taking anything. I think it's maybe kind of like a, is rooted in like religious tradition. Probably. You know? oh, I feel like the Bible's like a, always talking yeah. about virgins. And so I think it's it feels like maybe just like a vestige of older religious yeah it's just like, an, like i feel culture. like it's an antiquated term that we could oh, f- do sure, without of course and i'm sure there it's there's some misogyny rooted in the fact that totally. guys the notch it's on the, the belt mentality the the, for me the, it's the verb and women as like pure if there's they a sense have of a certain... i was her first type of maybe mentality i feel like that's historically i don't know if that plays as much of a role anymore like it really did, I, I think it probably all depends on your upbringing and, totally, and uh, how how much sex or or was or wasn't talked about or or shamed. But it is. Like, a re- I feel like Allie and I came in households where sex was very much shamed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Amanda was just like, people fuck. And no, he, I didn't. But I wasn't. I wasn't no, really kidding. like. I wasn't really fucking in high school. No, no, um, I'm saying. But I think it sounds like you. No, but when, but when my brother TMI, uh, like. Uh, I, no, what I was trying to say is that <laughs> no, but okay, but that to, it was to a, illustrate your point. Conversations though, about sex were were, when my were brother happening. Told yeah. my because like my brother and his girlfriend, they'd been dating for a really long time uh-huh. and like started having sex. And his girlfriend's very close to her mom and wanted to like share that with her. And so then she was like, "You have to tell your parents too." So he was like, "Fine." <laughs> so he told my parents, and my mom gave him like a gift basket with like pregnancy tests, like. <laughs> <laughs> Plan B. My mom <laughs> condoms. Would have lost her mind. <laughs> I think it's if I were dating a girl in high school and we decided to have sex. Oh my god! First of all, like telling my mom was a non-starter. Yeah, but I mean, let's I would say never. let's say I did, and then she found out that my girlfriend's mom bought her all these things, which make a lot of sense for safe a sex, sex. Pod, safe <laughs> sex, and like that's kind of you know speaks to. 
you know, society's contradictions when it comes to sex and sex education. Nevertheless, my mom would have lost her goddamn mind. Oh my mind. god, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> think my brother was cow. really embarrassed by this it. Is 30, and I was in college, I was like, give me the pregnancy test, those are expensive. <laughs> this is 20-some years ago, but um, yeah. My, my parents have progressed and then been enlightened, but nevertheless. If you constantly think that you're dating people who are bad texters, last uh, Wednesday's Going Deeper episode might be for you uh, with our uh, texting office hours. I feel like we articulated, I, I, I had a revelation with a friend about what I, I realize many people mean when they refer to dating someone as a bad texter and the expectations they have. And I've realized, because for, our, for such a long time, I was like, what, what do you mean by bad texter? Right. And now I understand. And I feel like we, we might need to adjust our expectations when it around text. Anyways, check it out. It's a, a great, oh, was that, no, is that going deeper? No, it was actually, it was last week, it was for last week's freestyle episode where we also talked to the uh, Johnny Depp Amber Heard uh, and we give, we don't, we have people giving legal analysis. We have Janine also back, uh, a body language expert or a spicy episode. Spicy, yeah. A really interesting uh, back and forth. Back and forth. the legal and the body language uh, Of it experts. all. But also, if you have questions about uh, people who are bad texters, Check that one out. If you I identify as a bad texter. So do I. I well, I, I've been identified. <laughs> <laughs> You've been called out. I've been uh, called out. Um, I feel like you're an amazing texter. I was Allie. just about to say, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but. <laughs> Lightning. Lightning response I'm always times. on. I'm always responsive. Who do we have this week? I think we have Connor. Fibula. For going deeper. I just want to. He's so funny. Talk to him about game. It's gonna night. be a brawl. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are gonna really I just wanna ask him why out. he sex shamed me. <laughs> I'm <laughs> I, exaggerating. But that makes it sound like you are a cuckold. What's that mean? <laughs> what? <laughs> why what does that make me? That <laughs> I didn't we already do this? Yeah. Didn't we explain cuckold? But it makes it sound like you that is like a practice you engage in and I have not. Sure. But I also don't shame it. I know, yeah, yeah, I know. But when you say sex shamed for a word you wrote down, it makes it sound like you are a member yeah, of that. Because he was like, who wrote this? And I was like, oh my God, not me. It was Matt. Uh, I didn't blame Matt. I just let other people's blame uh -huh. Matt. So sure. we'll uh, be back uh, tomorrow for our freestyle episode. Probably, maybe we'll have a, a verdict to discuss. Mm -hmm. That's possible. And uh, it'll be fun. Let's get to our callers. Vizzy, the hard seltzer you know and love. No matter where your summer takes you, one thing is to be sure it's going to be a vibe. And you want Vizzy hard seltzer to be part of that vibe that you're trying to create. My improv shows, the guy who runs them will always bring uh, a, buy a few cases of beer and hard seltzer in. And this past Friday, he brought in Vizzy and I was so excited. That was the vibe. The vibe was immaculate. And also, th shout passion fruit is the most underappreciated flavor in the world. I'm more Vizzy of a... Busy sees it. I'm more of a lemon hard seltzer, you know, whatever. But have you guys had their new mimosa flavor? Because that's my personal fave. You know, papaya passion fruit, watermelon, strawberry, blackberry, lemon, and raspberry tangerine are some of their many uh, wonderful flavors. Busy hard seltzer, it passes the vibe check. Well, get your vibe on and, and find Vizzy near you by going to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash V-I-A-L-L. -L. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash V-I-A-L-L. -L. 
And for updates on their latest flavor drops and more, sign up at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. Must be 21 years or older. Get your vibe on. 10,000. I was working out yesterday, put on my 10,000 shorts, and I got so many compliments from all the people in my neighborhood. They're like, nice shorts. Were you wearing 10,000s when you ran into Harry Styles? Please say yes. I'm praying that I was. I feel like if you were, he might have like pulled over and been like, dude, yeah, where'd that you might have been the them? reason why. Yeah. But thanks to my 10,000s, they have a, a, a pouch specifically for your phone. And so it doesn't bounce around. Other pockets, you can't, they're not good because, like, yeah, you have a pocket, but you can't run in them because it'd just be like, it's flopping every which way. Not da- secure. Dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous stuff, but not with 10,000. If, if for no other reason, get your guy, get the man in your life, and your father is in your life, some good workout gear that looks good. Like Men are hard to buy for. Get them something of really high quality that they'll appreciate and actually use. Yeah. 10,000 makes the highest quality, best fitting, and most comfortable training shorts I have ever worn. I've been enjoying the seven-inch interval short in the versatile shirt. The material, it's uh, tons of features like silver ion-on for odor protection. Uh, again, the no-bounce pockets. They're breathable and lightweight shell fabric. It's super great. And the best part, it looks good. It looks good. And at the end of the day, that matters. Uh, they have a team of over 200 athletes that test their gear to ensure their perfect design, their, their fabric, their trims. All of it is the expectations of world-class athletes. And even though your man's probably not one, he can wear... Let him dress like one. He can let him dress like one. Free shipping and free returns and lifetime guarantees. 10,000 is offering our listeners 15% off your purchase. Go to 10,000.cc slash V-I-A-L to receive 15% off your purchase. That's 10,000.cc slash V-I-A-L-L. Question time with Nick. Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? What's up? Uh, What's your name? My name is Ashley. And I'm 26. How can I help Ashley? So I would love your advice on a little situation I have. Um, To start from the beginning, I met someone at a wedding, um, a family friend's wedding. Essentially, wasn't your cousin? It it was my cousin, actually. (laughs) So, you know, keep that in mind when I tell you this story because it could get a little tricky. Um, So, essentially, we meet at the wedding. Something about him, I was like, I have to get this guy's number. Um, everyone I knew at the wedding started leaving, and I was like, I, I need to get this kid's number, like, no doubt. I'm not that kind of person. I'm very, like, to myself. So long story short, we exchange numbers. The next day, I'm like, this guy's going to text me. He's going to text me. No text. So I'm like, okay, this is a little weird. Like, something's off. Two months go by. He starts adding me on social media in the meantime before he actually texts me. So this random guy, it, it was your cousin's wedding, to be clear, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, a just, friend of a cousin. Gotcha. We, so our last caller like had a weird thing with a cousin. Um, <laughs> weird. So, you know, he's adding me on Snapchat. He's adding me on Instagram, you know, would Snapchat me here and there. Did you talk Long to him at the sh- wedding? We did. We talked at the wedding, like not at the wedding itself. We talked at like the after party of the wedding. Mm. Um, we ended up talking like a few times and obviously I went up to him. I got his number, the whole nine yards. Two months later, he finally texts me. Normal conversation. We're just texting. We end up going out. Everything's like super cool. You know, he's like, he did tell me, he told my cousin about the whole, like, you know, us going out and whatnot. And his cousin was, my, my cousin was so excited, you know, cool. We're going, we're going out every week. We're talking every day. He decides to just travel for like a month and a half um, to Europe. So he goes to Europe. 
before he went, he was like, Hey, you know, we're still going to keep in touch. We just might not be talking as much. And, you know, I want you to do your thing while I'm gone. That whole spiel. Like, kind of like, you know, hook up with who you want to hook up with when I'm gone. I felt it more as like, you know, he wanted to see what was out there when he was traveling and like not feel guilty about it, essentially. Um, So I kind of like set myself up for that. And I was like, okay, we're just going to take the next month. We're going to do our thing, live our life, whatever. Tells me we're not going to speak as much. Long story short, he's hitting me up every day. He's gone. It's like, what happened to what you just said? It's kind of like you two different actions. Is he traveling by himself? No, he's with family. Family. Yeah. So still hitting me up, whatever. He comes back home. He's 30. Okay. Traveling with family. So he he comes back home. Um, We start hanging out again. Everything's cool. Long story short, we finally hook up. Um, What makes this story like a little complicated is that he did take my virginity. He does not know that. And I don't really want him to know that, but that's just like an added part of the story. So there is like that kind of attachment I do feel with him a little bit. So I do feel like after we initially hooked up, you know, it wasn't the same anymore. We weren't going out every week. We weren't texting as much. It was kind of like, you know, he got what he wanted in the end of this. Um, But, you know, he would hit me up to occasionally like go out for drinks or stuff like that. And I would obviously cave in and I'd go out with him or we'd go, you know, to bowling or we go to the movies and like we would do like datey things. And then, you know, we would hook up or whatever. And then I wouldn't hear from him again for like another 30 days or like, you know, another two weeks. Yeah, there would be times where like we wouldn't hang out for another month or he wouldn't text me for another month. And it was just like. But every time you did, you would just be like, cool, I'm available. Right. And I think that's like part of my issue. You know, I would cave in and I wouldn't stand up for myself and put my foot down. Um, But it's gotten to the point where I'm like, obviously, I had feelings involved and I thought this was going to be something much more different than it was just because of how it started. You know, we're going out. Your feelings were more based off of like him and the relationship or, you know, the fact that, you know, you lost your virginity to guy and I can totally understand like this connection, but like, what do you think it's more of? You know, part of me is like, did I ever really like this guy? Or is it the fact that, you know, we've had those like sexual experiences together and like, especially my first time, like, is that what I'm still hooked on or is it actually him? Well, what about about him and that you like about, like and that, how, right. how does he make you feel like what what about the relationship i'm curious you know people always right. i always ask oh, what do you like about them and people will list like qualities about like oh they're funny and they're nice and whatever but i think people should at the questions they should ask themselves are what do you like about the relationship and then what do you like about how they make you feel And you know what I've come to terms with is like, it does feel kind of like a cycle, you know, like we're like chasing each other and it's like so fun. And then we finally hang out and like we hook up. And then after that, I go through this, like, I call it like a full spiral where I'm like, after I'm like, oh my God, I shouldn't have done that. He just used me. Like I go through that period and then I'm like in a grief in a sense, like I'm Mm -hmm. upset and all that. And then, you know, I don't hear from him. So like right now, like I haven't heard from him and I'm like, okay, like you only hit me up when you need something or like when you want to hook up and it it feels shitty at the end of the day. And it's just like, 
I'm at the point where like, do I say something and like stand up for myself or do I walk away peacefully here and just feel like it is what it is? Well, I guess that just depends on, on what you want out of saying something. I think it's great for people to always stand up for themselves. And I think it's great to even practice standing up for yourself in like a low stakes situation. My fear for you is that like you still are seeking out some sort of validation from this guy. And I feel confident in saying that like you should probably just move on from this guy because like when I said like what about him or the relation what about how he makes you feel or the relationship you're kind of like you you seem on edge there doesn't much of a relationship at all and he makes you feel used it sounds like so no, I don't know it doesn't seem like a lot of reasons to keep being hanging out with him. But my fear for you to confront him would be, you know, you're going to give him an opportunity to say things that make you feel better and will want, will, will get you to empathize with him and, and, you know, back, back down or backtrack from how you feel in this moment and, and continue this cycle. So I guess the question is, do you, you, I think before you confront him, if you decide to confront him, you have to truly believe, you have to know what you're doing and be honest with yourself for why you're doing it. So I think you first should decide that you are in fact done and you're not talking to him to get closure per se or, or to change his mind. You're doing it because you want to stand up for yourself. And it's just simply, and you could probably do that in a text, you know, okay. you could do it in person and it's just saying, Hey man, can I just be honest with you? I really liked you. I really enjoyed my time with you. Like it is what it is, but I just felt like you were kind of confusing. You would say one thing and do another, we would hook up and then you would like disappear and I don't know if there's something I could have done differently communication style, but like, I just didn't like the way you, it made me feel. Mm-hmm. I think it's more important to communicate when there is a relationship to save and there doesn't seem like there's much relationship to save. So now that I'm thinking about it out loud, like if you were to say like, what would I, I think, I think it's kind of a waste of your time. Right. This guy. Yeah. I, I think you can think about what you wish you would have said to him in ways to stand up for yourself and and remember that feeling so that in your next situation, you're better equipped to not put up with this type of behavior or speak up sooner. And when they say one thing and do another, you feel confident to say it. You know, like you said, you know, like, okay, you like the guy, he went to Europe. Like, who are you to say, like, why are you ca- talking to me? But it's still like confusing to say, you know, why are you calling me so much? And the truth probably is, is that he went on this trip with the hopes and expectations of like maybe meeting someone and keeping his options open. And then he didn't, you know, he went on this family trip and it was like a bunch of kids at the like resort. And it was like, oh, well. He had this fantasy of all these like hot chicks, you know, at, you know, all over the place. And he was going to have all these options. And so and then it didn't happen. So he was like, oh, was, I'm bored. I'll call it, you know, that's pr- almost certainly what happened. Right. You know, and you know, I always, I always think I'm like, you know, if I could go back in time, I would have really set a boundary from the jump and been like, Hey, what are you like? And I'm, I'm never the type of person to be like, what are you looking for? But like, you know, maybe if I would have said from the beginning, like, Hey, where do you see this going? Or like, 
you know, kind of setting expectations, would that have fixed all of this? You know, I, right. And, you know, I can't go back and change anything now. And I, the last time I did see him, I made a comment and I was like, you know, after we hooked up, not the best timing, but I was just like, oh, so like, I won't hear from you now for like another 30 days. Right. And he was like, that's not true. We talk all the time, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. And here we are. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know what expectations did you did you set with this guy when you started talking to him? Like why I mean, do you really why do you right. think he thinks it's okay to reach out to you every other week or once a month? Probably because every time he does, I'm like, yeah, let's go out. And okay. I like hope that every different like, you know, I hope that when he does reach out, something will be different. And it's it never is. And Have you I ever think told him what point, you want from him? I didn't. And I think that's something that I do kind of regret in the end. Yeah. That's okay. You should definitely, that's the, that's the biggest takeaway in the future is just to like tell someone you're interested in what you like and what you want from them. Not ask them what they want. Just tell them what you want and then see if they agree. Article. Article is launching their new line of outdoor products for summer 2022. Think oversized statement loungers, streamlined dining pieces, and easy-to-style sofas for all your backyard needs. With 42 new pieces plus a selection of the best sellers from their Seasons Pass article has what you need to outfit the deck of your dreams this summer. 42 new pieces. I mean, right now, you should be so excited. You should be going to article.com and looking at what those 42 new pieces are. What a wonderful selection of beautiful items that are wonderfully affordable. They cut out the middleman. They don't have any of that showroom bull crap that jacks up the prices unnecessarily. So, no, they keep their prices fair. And it's super convenient. They make the shopping experience online wonderful. If you don't like your item, they make that super easy to exchange and replace. They have an aesthetic of mid-century Scandinavian industrial and bohemian designs. Article is offering our listeners $50 off their purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash V-I-A-L-L. And the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash V-I-A-L-L to get $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. Life can be overwhelming and many people are burned out without even knowing it. Symptoms can include lack of motivation, feeling helpless or trapped, detached, fatigue, and more. And that's where BetterHelp comes in because finding the right therapist can be that can be stressful. You can get a you might need a therapist to find a therapist, but Correct. not with better health. They take the need of a therapist needing a therapist out of finding a therapist because they make it so easy. The point is you go to their website, you take a real short, simple quiz to assess your needs. What are you looking for? They have so many uh, therapists available to them, qualified therapists. And if you try one out and it's not for you, you don't have to go through this whole like weird breakup period of your therapist. You just ask for a new one and they accommodate your needs just like that. So whatever it is, money problems, relationship problems, maybe you just want someone to talk to, maybe it's uh, issues with your parents. It really doesn't matter what it is. Your mental health and maintaining that is just as important as any other aspect of your life, whether it's your fitness or your diet. Make sure you're keeping up with your mental health as well. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers videos, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. You can do it anywhere you want from your phone, your tablet, your computer. It's much more affordable than an in-person therapy and you can be with a therapist within under 48 hours. Viofile listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S. That's betterhelp.com slash V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S. I'm curious because we don't get an opportunity to talk to a lot of um, 
former virgins who gave up their virginity to someone who ended up being, I don't know, let's just call him a fuck boy. Do you regret it? Um, I don't regret it to be honest with you, because at the time I was very, very comfortable with him and I like oh, really trusted him. And I thought that, you know, it was a great first person, I I'm, guess. I'm glad um, you feel that. At the, yeah. 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 I mean, at the end of the day, like it was, I know this sounds cliche, but like it was time and it was somebody that I was comfortable with and awesome. I wouldn't change it. Great. For I'm sure. Glad. Well, that's awesome. I, yeah. I just, cause a lot of people might feel differently. I'm glad you don't. So that's what the that's the role this guy probably p- played in your life is that he was just a guy you're going to lose your virginity to, and for many of us, there 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 just ha- there there needs to be somebody, and that somebody right. usually isn't a special per doesn't end up being a special person in our lives, and so this is what he was to you, and right. and, and I know and I know that like you know I would never t- like. I wouldn't even go back and tell him that he was taking it. Like, I just don't even want to give him the satisfaction yeah, of that. Yeah, he doesn't need to um, know. Right. He doesn't need to know. And I know like me as a person, I've, I've never been that type of girl that could like, you know, have sex without feeling or like do that kind of anything like that without feelings involved. So I'm glad it was with him and it is what it is. He, you know, I learned something out of it. And if anything, he really brought me out of my comfort zone. I just worry now, like if he does hit me up again, like, well, that was what, a, that's what, what I was about I to say. He he will, and you yeah. you. Uh, at first, I just wouldn't reply, and then if he okay. hits you up again and kind of says, "Well, what's up?" I you know that I do something wrong, and you could just kind of I would be more casual about it, like not defensive or mad. Just say, "I just I kind of just don't want to keep doing what we were doing," which is hooking up at your convenience. Like, it, and it's cool. Like, I'm not mad, but I just. I don't, I don't, I'm not interested in this type of relationship. What I am interested in is, you know, getting to know someone, developing a relationship and, and seeing if there's someone I want to commit to, but it is, you know, you didn't want to, and that's okay. And I just chose to move on. Totally. But I would, yeah, I would I, state it in a way that already sounds like you've made a decision. Okay. Not that, you know what I'm saying? Like you, cause you could right. say, well, I just didn't think you wanted to. So I just, you know, you just say you didn't want to. So I moved on. And and say it is that it already happened, not that you were planning on doing it or you're considering doing it, that you, you know, state it as if you've already done it. Right. Okay, great. And if, you know, depending on what he says, like, it, the, the, he would have to, I think, really go out of his way to make you feel safe and comfortable that he truly wants something from you more than sex. Because he could say like, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way. It's not, if he says something like, well, that's not true and we talk a lot. Like he could say a lot of things that sound nice, but he doesn't really say anything at all, which is, and it would sound something like, well, that's not true. I'm sorry you feel that way. I've just been busy or like I didn't realize and blah, 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 blah. Like the only correct response he could say, I'm sorry that I made you feel that way. I, I thank you for sharing I do like you and I actually want like I want to see where this goes and would you give me a chance to show you that you can trust me with uh you investing in me or something like that you know he needs to recognize that he you he did he hasn't given you a reason to trust him you know in terms of making you a priority or being interested in a relationship with you he hasn't shown you that he you can trust him that he wants anything more than just a random hookup and and again you're you're fine with that like you're not mad it's just like that's just not what you want and so 
you just have to be careful that he doesn't try to convince you to back down from what you decided for yourself to only do the same thing over and over again. Right. But. And that makes total sense. And like I said, it, you know, like it over the last like eight months, it just feels like a cycle, like yeah. literally a cycle. It's a chase. I, we hang out, he get what he gets what he wants. And then I'm left to kind of like pick up the pieces with my own emotions. And, you know, yeah. I feel bad. My friends, my friends are like, you're in a spiral every time you hang out with him. Like, I don't think it's worth, it's not, it's not worth but what you need to have done. It. You need to start, you need to get better at putting out. Like the one thing you haven't done is you never put out what you wanted. So he's just doing what he wants to do. And you're, for whatever reason, too afraid to say, I don't want to keep doing this anymore. And, and uh, just, it, you're kind of ignoring how you've felt when you're not with him while you are with him. Right. It's like, I, I like chase that temporary high that I get when we huh. are together and I forget about the aftermath. Yeah. So just stop doing that. <laughs> Yes, hundred percent. You're right. And in the future, the next guy you like, tell him what you want from him. Tell him what your expectations are, and you don't don't worry about sounding however it is you worry about sounding. There's nothing wrong with saying what you want, right? And, if and some, that's my problem. And if like someone, I always get nervous about confrontation, and it's not even confrontation. It's really just like saying what you want and standing up for yourself at the yeah, end of the just, day. I'm not interested in what you're interested in. That's okay. I'm not interested in that. It's fine. Like the more confident you sound about what you want, the more attractive it is, even if they don't want it. Like people are very attracted to people who are confident in what they want for themselves universally across the board. Like no one finds it unattractive. They might not want what you want and they may try to get you to, to, to change your mind, but they will find it attractive, especially if you can enforce that very thing that you say you want when you actually show them that it is in fact you want and you're willing to like make sacrifices and go for it and they can't change your mind, people find that attractive. Why? Because most people don't have that ability. Most people don't have that conviction. So work on being that person who can know what they want, have the conviction to say it and stand up for themselves and not be, you know, and just be like, not apologize, you know, just not feel bad for being like, I want this in my life. Totally. And, and people will sense. find that very attractive. But don't, I'm on it. I'm but, make, but don't confuse rejection with, with uh, them not thinking it's an attractive quality. Right. 100%. I'm on it. I'm making that my mission. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Good luck. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Right, How's it going? Good. Um, my name is Elise. I'm 26 years old. How can I help, Elise? So I met this guy, Chris, at a bar about two months ago. Okay. And um, I was out with my roommate for her birthday. And, you know, these guys came up, basically asked if we wanted a drink. And we ended up spending like the entire night with them, left his place at about 3 p.m. It was a really great night. Um, from there, I ended up seeing him five other times that week. Um, and one of them was like totally unplanned. I saw him Tuesday night. He invited me over for dinner, which was awesome. And then... Thursday night, we went on like a double date with my roommate and his friend. On Friday, my roommate and I were out and I just kind of saw him like on the street by chance. And I'm a, I guess maybe I'm reading into it too much, but I'm a big person on like serendipitous kind of sure. moments. Okay. So I saw him and we ended up literally then spending Friday, Saturday and Sunday together that week. Okay. Um, so it was a very like expedited 
introduction into dating this person, um, which I don't usually like to move, I guess, that fast. But and okay. mm-hmm. you were excited. It was good. Whatever. You know, like yeah. it's, it's not, it's not and I guess thing. I can preface it. Like I'm getting off of a six year relationship that was kind of on off. So I also feel like I just don't want to like rush into anything right now. Okay. So anyway, we've been dating now, I guess about two months. I've been seeing him. Um, and a month ago, How long were you I've been single talking for before you met this guy. Well, I guess about three months, okay. four months. Mm-hmm. And were you dating? Yes, I've been on dating apps and other things. So yeah. it's not like you broke up with this off and on and on again relationship, and then like a week later, without dating anyone else, you jumped into another relationship. No, it's I've been dating. Great. Cool. All right. All right. Continue. So this person um, I've been talking to with on Hinge, I guess um, we just like hadn't met up for whatever reason, and I'm really bad at dating apps. I hate texting. I want to meet up with people like immediately <laughs> within the first like five exchanges. I guess I kind of just want to like meet you. Cause I think that's yeah. awesome. I think there needs to be more people like you on dating apps. <laughs> I, I hate the texting thing. And yeah. so we just like didn't meet up for whatever reason he had like a death in his family, just things happened. And this guy, Dylan then reached out last month and asked to go on a date. It was a really nice day out. You already um, had, just asked are you hanging out with this Chris guy at this point? Yes. Okay. For about four weeks, which I think is like still pretty early. What And what was like, but it's early, but you guys were hanging out a lot, it sounds like. And so after the first week of hanging out virtually every day, how, what was the consistency like the rest of the month? So I'm a performer and my like show week was shortly after that. So I was like kind of consumed in a bunch of things. And um, he, I feel like wasn't very communicative that week. Um, He also like runs a business, owns his full business, like super busy person. Um, And we ended up talking about it after. He's just not great. I think at reaching out, you know, during the workday until like 7 p.m., so at this point, I felt like I could go on a date because we're not exclusive. Um, okay. I had been talking to this person prior to meeting Chris at the bar. So I that went out really on the matter. date. <laughs> okay. Right? I don't know. Would it matter to you? Semantics, really. I'm not yeah. saying... Yeah, but I think this is more semantics. Anyways, continue. So... So I met up with this guy, Dylan, and we ended up on a date for literally like eight hours. Um, it went really well. We talked for a really long time. It was great. At this point, I guess, and this is why I have a question is, I guess, what extent is it okay, right? To date multiple people at once when you're navigating different things, especially because I don't know if I'm ready to have the, like, are we exclusive talk with Chris yet? Mm-hmm. Um, to me, it feels still like fairly new, even though we do see each other a fair amount. I have a, a lot of care there. Um, I've seen Dylan since that first day, I guess, uh, one other time. That's it. And that was nice. Um, I just feel like at this point, if Chris had, if he asked me, like, do you want to be exclusive? I feel like I would say yes. Okay. But then I need almost that push to get there because I'm afraid of pushing the question and then being rejected altogether. So why, I think this is interesting that you say that if he asked, you would say yes, because that matters. 
But what, like, why? Is it just because he asks or because you really want to? Because like in one sentence you said, I don't think I'm ready to have the defining the relationship or to you know get an exclusive relationship. I'm only a few months removed from this long kind of on again, off again. I want to be single for a while. I think that's great and valid. Um, you've had some nice dates, which, you know, awesome. It's not easy for everybody. Um, but I'm, you know, you, I'm curious, like, that's what I'm saying. Like you went from saying, I don't know if I really want, I'm not ready next sentence, but if he asked, I'd say yes, which is more true. I think the latter, um, because I don't think it's that I'm not ready to date somebody more seriously. And I would, it's more so that I don't like putting, I guess, all my eggs in one basket because of the fear of like, it's my personality where I'm always kind of, I love people. I love meeting people. I love experiences. And I feel like if I'm exclusive with that person, I don't know, I guess I feel like it complicates things all of a sudden. I don't want to be in a headspace where now we're in relationship mode. I still want to keep it kind okay. of. So the, what the progression part of you, is going. But then you said, I asked which is more true. And you said the latter when it came to like, if he asked, you'd say yes, in terms of which one you want more. What part of you wants him to ask you to be his, you know, his girlfriend? I don't know. Okay. So maybe then our definitions of being like just seeing each other versus being his sure. girlfriend are different. Yeah. I guess. Semantics. I mean, I know I've learned that it is. I mean, I, I, I've, I've come around on that phrase only because I just think the labels are far more meaningless than the expectations people set. So like, weirdly enough, I think people value the labels more than the expectations because the way you're describing it, you value the label more than the expectation. You're like, well, I'm not saying boyfriend and girlfriend, but I would be down to be the only person he has sex with. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm thinking, in my opinion, I think those expectations about what people set are far more important than like, just like the semantics of if it not, if it doesn't work out, cause that's what it comes down to, right? The reason why people are so reluctant to like throw a label on anything is the fear that if it doesn't work out, then I have to refer to this person as my ex. And then be like, well, are they your ex? I'm like, no, they're not my ex. I mean, I just like, I went out with them for like a couple months. Like we hooked up, but like, I wouldn't call them my ex. You know, they, people weirdly don't want to accumulate a lot of exes. I think it's kind of silly, but that's just my rant. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out what you really want. I think I want to approach the talk of like just seeing each other, but I, I'm not exactly sure at this point how to approach that. First of all, I don't want to, I guess, admit that I've seen other people, but maybe that's okay. It, it um, is okay. Well, to, to answer your question, I don't think you're doing anything wrong. The, what's the, you know, what, what's the right thing to do? I think the right thing to do is to be upfront as much as it makes sense to. Like, I don't think, you know, you haven't defined a relationship, so you don't owe this Chris guy, like you don't need his permission to go on dates. There's a good chance he's also going on dates, but I don't know if, are you guys hooking up? Yeah. All right. So then that's a level of like, you know, you want to respect that, you know, uh, certainly if the, if the person you're sleeping with is asking, you owe them the truth. I'm a big believer in that. So I wouldn't lie, um, no. you know, because you're just starting off a you know foundation based off a lie. But I also think it's 
good in your for someone in your position who was in a long term relationship that had had its ups and downs. I think it's awesome that you're out there investing in yourself and just getting to know different people. There is a like my gut tells me that you are really enjoying this freedom. You're enjoying meeting multiple people. You're having a good time doing that. And I think that's great. And there's a part of you that like likes the comfort of having the consistency with one person. And it sounds like you found a pretty decent guy and and you're you're grappling with that feeling. But like I you know, how old are you again? Twenty six? Twenty six. Hey, you're young, you know, you just got out of a relationship too. So like, uh, and how long were you in that relationship for? It was like three years consistently. And then we did distance like on off for three years after. Okay. So essentially all of your twenties have been wrapped up in this other person. And a big part of that, you were saying no to meeting other men. Right. So you're young and you are even on the younger side, like, of dating and getting that experience to like really meet people and play the field, so to speak. So I, for me, I, I would lean into that a little bit and I would be, you know, like less reluctant to jump into things. Again, it sounds like you're a really friendly person. You might be like good at having first dates, you know? I like to date. I feel like that's my, I always say I could talk to anyone and that's like my biggest fear about myself is I feel like I can make it work with people, period. Like I can get along with anyone. And I try to like be true to myself and not, right? Like, because I I think I did that in my last relationship. You go with what the other person says sometimes because you can be agreeable. And I, I can be, you know, hard on things and push on things I believe in, but I also can be very agreeable and I don't want to just be doing that while dating either so while you're in this kind of season of dating why don't you just try some things out and what i mean by that is like try asserting what you want a little bit more into the conversation rather than being agreeable. it's like literally just try it just be like you know normally i'd just be agreeable but honestly like i actually prefer this i'm going to say that and see what happens I do feel like Chris is the first person I've actually done that with. I have to say, I feel like this is the most honest I've ever been in my approach to dating someone. And that's kind of why I guess I feel like I don't want to just because I'm enjoying the freedom that I'm having right now, being single and dating people. I don't want to also lose this thing where I feel like I'm very open and able to be myself with this person. And it seems like something that could be a long-term thing. Yeah. How old is this Chris guy? 36. Okay. So he's older, right? Uh, what are conversations like with him in terms of his maturity? Like, what is your sense of his like jealousy? If anything like that, what, how do you, what are your, what's your feeling on that with him? I think he seems, I mean, he's very involved with his business. That's like, I think that's the hardest thing. It's that's his priority as far as, um, dating and things. I mean, he seems very level-headed Um, I don't think he's a jealous person. I don't think he's too intense when it comes to dating. I think he cares about people, cares about his family, cares about the people around him. And you've had no conversations with him about what either of you are doing with other people? At this point, no. There was a night where he 
didn't come out with us and his friend did came out with, I guess me and my roommate. And it was weird because his friend, um, I guess didn't want me to feel bad. And was like, Oh, I don't know where he is tonight. And that was weird too, because I don't like secrecy. And he was just at home in bed. He ended up calling me later that night and was like, sorry, I just didn't want to go out. Um, I don't, and I made the comment, well, you know, it's not my business if that's what, you know, you do what you do. And he said, well, it is your business. You know, we're seeing each other. And that kind of put a, put me in a weird position too, where I'm like, oh, I didn't know that you felt this way because you've never told me that until this moment. What's stopping you from bringing up a kind of check-in conversation? I guess I'm kind of scared that he'll run away. (laughs) Run away? What do you like? Run away because you want something more he can't give? Yeah, I think he is a really busy person. Um, Like I said, I think his priority is definitely his business. That's what he wants to do. I mean, we've talked about some things in the future, um, like hopes and dreams, what that looks like with a partner personally. But I just think at this point, I'm a little nervous to be the one to bring it up. I think you should bring it up. I think it's good. Even though I'm seeing other people. Like, I don't think do you, know you should I mean? say be boyfriend and girlfriend. I just think, yeah, because you are, because you are dating. Like, you know, you're just like, hey, man, you, you brought up that conversation. I don't want to say, hey, man, but like you ha- you're hanging out on a consistent, regular basis. You're hooking up with each other. You're spending like your some real good times together. You're having like good conversations. You're getting to know one another. So regardless of whether you're defining the relationship or not, like you're building a connection, you're, you're starting to kind of build the very early stages of an emotional connection with this guy. Right. And mm-hmm. there's also a strong chance he could be dating other people or on the dating apps. You don't know. You're just guessing. So yeah, I think it would be really mature of you to just say, Hey, I, uh, I just want to check in, you know, we've been dating. I, I, you, you're pri- you're busy with work. Like, are you dating? I, I have gone on a few dates. I just want to be up front with you. Keep in mind, you have the right to do that and the freedom to do that. So this is a great opportunity to see how he responds to that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I always say, like, you know, when Natalie, like my girlfriend and I met, we, we casually dated for nine months. And honestly, like the way we went about it, I thought was we built a really great foundation for our relationship because we just... We had these conversations, you know, we didn't avoid, we didn't assume and guess what the other person was doing. We were honest with each other, even at the risk of like finding out information that slightly annoyed us. But we both like were mature and recognize that like, if we're not going to be in a relationship, but choose to want to be hanging out and hooking up, we have to like have a level of maturity. Now you give him the opportunity when you say that to say, he can say, well, I'll be honest. I'm like, I guess I haven't been dating someone. I'm a little surprised. Thank you for being honest. But like, I really like you. I would love for you to not see people anymore. And then you can say that. Or he could say, thanks for being honest. Yeah, I've, I'll be honest. I've been on a couple dates too. And then if he says that, you know, where you're both, you both acknowledge you've been dating, then you just say, okay, well, you know, I've got another relationship. I, I, I really like you. There's a part of me that could see a future with you, but there's also a part of me that is enjoying like taking it slow with you and checking in and not like just, I guess, I guess staying on the apps. I'm like, I, I'm, I really like you. You, you, you take up most of my time and energy when I'm thinking about like my dating life and in a good way, but 
I'm also okay with us taking slow. What I don't want us to do is to guess and assume because it's when you do that, like you might, it's so easy to think about like to get, to get triggered or get upset that like, if you would have found out, like instead of him being at home, he was out there like maybe on a date, it would have bothered you. Even though you would have known that like, well, I'm doing the same thing, but it still would have bothered you. And in that moment of bothering you, you would have had like kind of toxic thoughts of getting angry at him. And like you, you would have had to convince yourself that he wasn't being maybe misleading or upfront. And it would have opened up an opportunity for you to be a little hypocritical potentially, because it's just like when we feel these feelings, we just react and we have to kind of calm down. And so to avoid that, you just have to like, have these upfront conversations like that. These are the things that people should do if they're going to casually date, if they're going to participate in hookup culture and also like get to know each other, but like not define the relationship like they normally would like five or 10 years ago, like 21 year old you or 20 year old year old you would have already been like talking to your friends, being like, I want to date him. We're, we're hooking up. Like we're, he's being my boyfriend. Like he's doing all the boyfriend things. Why doesn't he want to be my boyfriend? And only because right. you're in this position of, of like enjoying this freedom that you're okay with it. It's just a coincidence that you're okay with it. It's just a good timing, but you could easily feel differently about this if you were in a different state of mind. And that there's nothing wrong with that too. So like, just be mindful that the only reason you're avoiding this conversation is because you're also doing something as well. But that, that's, that's the, that's when you should do it. Like you're in a position of power here, you know, that's when you should check in. So many people wait till they like are confused and don't know what to do. And then they get like worked up and then their friends start like projecting like their own insecurities of what's going on in their situations onto you and get you all worked up. And then like you, you're just like, well, why don't you want to date me? You know? And then you get upset and you know, that might happen. So he might say, you know, I'm really enjoying, I'm busy at work. You keep, you mentioned work a few times. And for you, that might be a sign to you that while he's a nice guy, you've enjoyed his time, that maybe he is a 36 year old fuck boy who is prioritizing work over, or over any dating situation right now. And while maybe you had a really nice time with this Chris guy, maybe he's still not your guy because he is really the only first guy you've really gotten to know. And there's a ton of, ton of people out there that might be a better, but more, more, you might be more compatible with. And so now you're going to use this opportunity of being, you know, single and available to keep dating. And as far as the other person, I mean, I guess it hasn't, like, as far as Dylan goes, it hasn't escalated to the point where I can, I guess I can just. Well, it sounds like you're at the point with this Chris guy to check in. Yeah. And then you just have to decide, like, I don't, if he, you said earlier, if he wants to be your girlfriend, you would say yes, but I'm not convinced that that's what you deep down really want. I I don't know, because I know it's also sounds like you're really enjoying this single life and is it more about like losing the opportunity with Chris rather than really liking Chris? You know, I don't, I don't know. And so that you'll have to decide for yourself. Like, right. You keep it open-ended. You're, you're maybe you're open to the possibility and, and, and checking in doesn't mean you have to define the relationship or call each other, call each other boyfriend and girlfriend. It just might say, where are we at? Just, it could just be a check-in, you know, like you could say like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to like, you're right. I want to see where this goes. I'm going to get off the apps. I'm going to stop seeing other people. And, but I still want to take it slow. That's possible too. Yeah. And I definitely think 
calling it, it sounds silly, but even just checking in rather than thinking of it as part of a trajectory of a relationship is really helpful. Yeah. Like you phrasing it that way is helpful to hear. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's all it can be. What you don't want to keep doing is the same thing and just assuming expectations. And that, that leads to disappointment really fast. Yeah. Thank you. Uh-huh. All right. Best of luck. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. How's it going? It's going. What's your name? My name's Audrey. I'm 28. How can I help Audrey? So I am dating this guy. Um, it's been long distance for a little bit. I actually went out to go see him. And like leading up to this whole point, like things were super awesome. They progressed pretty quickly. He said, I love you first. Like everything was wonderful. Like everything I wanted. Went out to see him. Um, everything was great there too. And then as soon as I got home, everything switched up. How long have you been dating this guy? We've been dating for like four months. How'd you meet him? I knew him before and then reconnected on a dating app. Okay. And it's, he's a plane ride away? Yeah. Uh, I mean, a couple plane rides away. Okay. So he's far. And so yeah. when you connected on a dating app, I'm assuming you did a lot of texting and FaceTiming and that was the bulk of getting to know one another? Yeah, like four hour FaceTimes. Was this the first time you guys saw each other? Mm-hmm. This trip? It was. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he said, hey, he loves you before mm -hmm. you guys saw each other. Yep. And while he saw me. Yeah, I'm more concerned about the first time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think he got caught up in a fairy tale. Yeah. I think so, too. And as much you guys FaceTime, it's like, it's, it's, so this was the first time he saw you in person? He's seen me, like, we kind of in a sense, like, we went to the same high school, so we knew of each other. We just went in sure. different circles. But this is the first time he's seen you in eight, 10 years or whatever. Correct. Right. In person, even though you guys mm -hmm. FaceTime. I, I, I think he got caught up. And now that you guys have had your fair, fairy tale weekend and hooked up, he is now, what he's feeling now is unsure. Now he's thinking about saying he loves you. And he's thinking about all the crazy shit you guys said to one another in your four-month love affair via FaceTime. And now he is unsure, is my guess. So we recently broke up and got back together. <laughs> and when did you define the relationship? We defined the relationship a month and a half in. Before hanging out? Before hanging out. Can I ask why? I think it was more of a, he was going through a really intense time, like with his career and things. And I think we both just wanted to solidify something because it was long distance and like wanted the exclusivity, which up until this point, like this point being today, I didn't have any trust issues whatsoever with him. Like I was very confident in the whole thing. He spends his summers back home. Like, I, I really wasn't worried about anything. And then when all of this happens with him just being completely different, we ended up breaking up because he 
told me that I'm talking about the future too much, even though he brought it up first and I was reciprocating. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just more so, curious why you, I don't care about him, why you chose to de- call this person your boyfriend before meeting him in person. I think because I wanted to feel, I wanted to feel what he was giving me. Like he was telling me everything I wanted to hear. So I romanticized the entire relationship without actually knowing. I I feel like in these moments, it's important just to like recognize the role you played in this situation Mm because it takes two to have a FaceTime long distance love affair. And like, they're fun to do. I've done like throughout my life, they're fun to get to know people. I've made friends this way. I've had like, I've definitely never defined a relationship or said some, I love you, but like, I mean, it's literally how I ended up on the bachelor the second time, you know, like you just, it, it's intense and you get to talk and you spend so much time talking and you're not physical. And there's a, a level mm-hmm. of like, it, it, it perpetuates the intensity and it's, it feels really good. Like it's intoxicating. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hear you, but a hundred percent. You both got caught up in that, right? And to the point we, where you said, yeah. I love you to each other, you define the relationship. And yeah, you acknowledge that, like, you said a lot of great things, but like your, your willingness to receive the things that he was saying is like you chose that too. Like, he chose to say it, you chose to receive it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's no different than yeah. someone like buys you, like, like, you know, like if some random person showed up at your door and said, I bought you a car, that would be kind of nuts. Absolutely. It would be equally as nuts of you being, thanks, I get, right, I'll take the right. car, you know? So, you know what I'm saying? So like that, mm-hmm. th- that it took two there. And, and I, 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 I bring that up because it'd be very easy in this moment for you to feel anger towards the situation and towards him. Um, and I'm not saying you don't have the right to be angry or mad, but like, I don't know how, how much that's going to help you right now. It's just knowing that he, you guys got caught up in this thing. He might be handling it poorly. Right. And maybe his, maybe things, you know, like you saw him and maybe you're just like, yeah, this is great. It's every, like, mm-hmm. nothing changed. I'm excited to be here. Hope we can continue this thing. Yeah. And he didn't feel that way, but it was just as likely that you could have shown up and been like, had some buyer's remorse, I guess, so to speak. Been like, yeah, you you know, like you, you, I mean, yeah, you look like you, but like, or just shit, like just being in person with someone's different than over the phone. It's just Mm -hmm. like pheromones and just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but it's different. It is different. Right. And so, Mm there was always going to be a risk for both of you to like adjust how you guys thought about one another. Right. You know? And so I I think, you know, I'm just trying to point this out to help you uh, just kind of see this situation in an honest way so that you're not spending a lot of time being like, I don't understand why this happened or how could this happen, et cetera, et cetera. So like, where are we now? After we broke up, and we decided, like, okay, do whatever you want. We'll see each other when you get home. Okay, fine. Um, he was subliminally posting things on social media 
What do you mean by subliminally? He posted like posted stupid little things like targeting me. Like he would post like quotes that were okay about me. Or how did you respond? Like what did you think about that? I was like, well, clearly you care about something if you have the you know the nerve to post anything like that. Uh huh. Um. So then I posted. Like a cute, you know what girls do? They post like a cute selfie on Instagram, whatever. So you did the exact um, same thing that he did that frustrated you. I did. Okay. I did. So we're clear. Yeah. Um, I did. And we ended up talking. We ended up getting back together. Decided that, yeah, like he just needs his space. We still need to be able to have our own lives. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and I thought everything was okay. He had gone out to a club, FaceTimed me from the club, was talking to me with his friends, saying, I love you. You're awesome. You're perfect. I went out with my friends and it was an issue. And then I get on Instagram and see that he's liking other girls' pictures and commenting on other girls' pictures and I'm not doing those things because I thought we were essentially in air quotes all in again. And it's like, are you just keeping me around so that you have somebody when you come home? Is that your question? Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know the answer to that question, but my, my opinion on this situation is he sounds immature. You have at, at at, at the least been sucked into his immaturity. Yeah. You, you might've shown some immature, into it. You, you've, you've done some immature things as well. Mm -hmm. uh, I think a, a long distance relationship of any kind is hard, right? You know that like everyone, everyone, like a lot of people, it's a non-negotiable for them. They don't want to do it. And if you are going to do it, it takes, it, it takes some work. It also requires a lot of communication, a lot of maturity a lot of like reasonable decision making, none of which neither of you have like shown. Like, no. I, I just think this guy in this situation is a giant waste of your time because all he has shown you is that he is willing to give you when he needs, right? Mm -hmm. And he, he overstates how he feels. He is willing to exaggerate how he feels and then convince himself that's how he really feels because like no one should be saying I love you to someone that they haven't met in person. Like I get, I, I have no doubt that you guys bonded to the degree of feeling love for one another. I believe that yeah. and that's valid. But like what I mean by you shouldn't say that because I'm assuming someday when you settle down, if you're looking for the, you're looking for one person, right? Like you, do you want yes. it someday? Okay. So like, and when you say I love you to that person, I'm assuming you want it to like mean a lot of different things, right? And a level of trust yes. and intimacy that like you guys clearly didn't have when you guys said it to one another, mm -hmm. you know? And so you just have to decide what love means to you. Like it, it means a lot of things to a lot of different people. But a lot of people, I think, relate to the story because we have the idea of what we want love to mean and then what it actually means to us in the moment, right? And so we have to hold ourselves accountable to like 
decide what love means to us. Like, what does it mean when someone says it? Like, what's behind those words they say? And mm-hmm. can we hold them? And if they, and just because someone's saying, I love you feels good. And even though it feels like we're connecting with someone, maybe it's still not right to say it to one another because there's still a lot of unknowns. Right? right. Because like, well, when I get married, I want, when I say I love you to someone, I want there to be a level of trust and, and intimacy and connection. And I don't want to, you know, worry about if they're going to like me in person or if we're going to vibe And I want to know how he handles X, Y, and Z. I, I, you know, there's so much you still don't know about this person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I saw a little bit of that when I did go to see him, like he kind of like would shut down at certain times. And like, he has, you know, he just kept calling it his process because I went there and he was still working, doing his career, doing his things. And that was fine. I was like, you do what you need to do. I'm going to go do what I need to do. And we made it work. Like it was fine, but it was also like, I felt almost like I shouldn't have been there. Or like I wasn't wanted there. I mean, the fact that he accused you of smothering him is like a big red flag in this situation. If what you're telling me, like, how can I, how can I smother you when you're that far away? (laughs) Well, not only that, but like, this is a guy who like said he loves you to someone he never met in person. It sounds Mm -hmm. like there were times where he had no problem saying a lot of, you know, forward things. He emoted a lot. No, like, and, and then, then, and in those moments, he just probably pat himself on the back for like being vulnerable and opening up. Yes. And then all of a sudden when you do the same, it's, it's, you're smothering him. So right. like he's, he's not thinking, he is thinking about how he's connected to you. He's not all that worried about how you're connecting to him. It's a very one-sided relationship, mm-hmm. you know, it, which is why he's doing a lot of things that don't make sense. Why it seems hypocritical, you know, and I'm just wondering, exactly. like, when he does these things, what does it say to you about how his potential of being a partner? I mean, when he's telling me the things that I want to hear and telling me how great of a person I am and telling me, you know, how great it is that I'm so supportive of what he does and how, you know, all of those good things and, like, good qualities, I feel appreciated. And yeah, I you feel, feel validated. Like, but, like... Right. But But when he's knocking me down and telling me that, essentially I'm being too much or I'm smothering him or I need to respect his feelings. I'm so confused <laughs> because well, I'm like, where yeah, was because the person when, when, I was just talking to you? When the person, when we get validated, it's so easy for us to accept that. Oh, I'm awesome. Of course. Yes. I am a supporting person. Right. But when people treat us the way we don't want to be treated, or they say things that upset us, or they show us red flags, we, we weirdly try to understand it. Why don't, why don't you just accept those actions as well? Right. So you're so quick to accept his validation, but then you want to be super empathetic and understanding when, of, of, of behaviors that should be taking at face value as well. In fact, more at face value but you're so willing to like understand and empathize and make excuses for et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. because like, well, I mean, he did the, he did say I was awesome. He did say he loved me. He did say this. They're, they're both equally as important. You should both take, you should take them both at face value. 
So when he does things that show that he's only considerate of his feelings and he's only really like he's kind of a hypocrite or he's like unpredictable in terms of like when he wants to love you and when you're smothering him, you should just take that at face value. There's nothing to understand. What's to understand about it? It's pretty obvious. Right. And so then then you, if you take it at face value, then you can see it clearly like I see it, where it's like, here's a guy who probably is good at saying the right things. He probably is good at making me you, you feel good. But ultimately, he's, he can be selfish. He can be uh, unpredictable. He can be a little hypocritical. Uh, he can be a little immature with how he communicates. And then I ask my, then you ask yourself, is that what I want in a relationship? Do, you know, even though they're validating me, do I want someone who's doing X, Y, and Z? Is me being validated worth putting up with all these other things? And so many right. people in your position do that. They accept all this bullshit just because they get validated. Yeah, and that's and it's that's not fair. It's not, but day, it's obviously. like it's up to you to decide what you want to do with that. He is he is at least being honest by showing you who he is. He's not really masking it that much. I mean, it's a little right. annoying when, you know, but like, this is who he is. It's not that he's a liar. It's that he's immature and selfish. He has a lot of growing up to do. So mm-hmm. do you want to be a part of this growing up process just because he's validating you? It's like, okay, well, he validated me. So I'll invest in fixing him because he's good. He, you know. Why don't you just see it as someone who is, I don't want to, I don't want to date an immature person. I don't want to date someone who is so quick to say, I love you. And then be so quick to excuse me of smothering them. Yeah. And, and, and don't get mad at him for the things that you chose to accept. Right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Cause I honestly don't like so many people in your shoes that, you know, like you'll get, well, did you lie to me? Did it all mean nothing? Was he just full of shit? Like I probably not. He probably believed it in that moment. What he is yeah. is immature. No, I I definitely agree with you. So I, I feel like next steps would just, I mean, I think you should end it if it, if that's not obvious. <laughs> it's definitely obvious. Yeah. And he'll, he'll fight for you too, for sure. Especially when you pull back. And he will try to validate the shit out of you. And he's going to probably, you know, he's going to put all the stops. And then you'll have to decide in that moment, despite him going all the things that make you feel really good and real special, does not mm-hmm. take away how he is once he has what he wants. Right. And so for you to take him back, if he does spend the next six months begging for you back, it does not change how he is in this moment. And that will be on you if you decide to not end it or to take him back. Mm-hmm. It won't be on him because he is, he is, being, he is showing you who he is. Exactly. And, and he has. And he's on more than one occasion, obviously. Yeah. I think you just end it. I think you're right. <laughs> and then in the future, next time you connect with someone, whether it's long distance or virtually, like, you know, it's okay you know, like if someone's, like if, if things get intense quickly and you feel like, oh, I know I want to say, it feels good to say this in this moment. Just tell yourself to just take a step back. Even if they are like this, like, I just, I just want to slow down. I really like you, but like, I've, I've, I've gotten carried away with situations. Let's just enjoy things. Like you can slow it down. 
mm-hmm. and just be mindful how how susceptible you have been in the past to someone who's so quick to validate you and make you feel good because it feels good. It feels good to have people see us for who we are and 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 make us feel good. And it feel, feels good to get compliments, but we do put ourselves at risk sometimes. Um, yeah. And this is kind of a balancing act because, and so you, we just have to, you know, slow things down and protect ourselves and, and just enjoy these, those moments that feel real good without getting carried away. Absolutely. And I definitely need to take that into account because I have been, you know, I seek that validation so much that I'm so quick to jump in and I always give a hundred percent. And I feel like I just need to really kind of protect myself. Yeah. Oh, we we all do. Like we all, we, we all like to be validated. I just think the biggest thing is, uh, not accepting the, like, you know, not accepting the validation so quickly and and not not trying to be so understanding and empathetic to people showing you their bad qualities as well just take those at face value as well so yeah. you know what i'm saying Absolutely. I, don't if, I don't know if i said that well but i think you understand no you did you're good <laughs> all right you're good yeah absolutely right. thank you well, so much well let us know what you end up doing Oh, 100% I will. All right. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Right, bye-bye. Thanks for listening, guys. Don't forget to send your questions at asknickacastme.com. Cast with a K. We'll be back tomorrow. Freestyle. Going deeper on Wednesday. Uh, don't miss it. A lot to talk about. Going deeper on Thursday. And uh, do you think people have fun hanging out with us? God, I hope so. Regardless. At the beginning? We have fun. No, just in general. Oh. The like show. in life? Oh. Like I want this show to be like something people, regardless of who. Yeah, like a bud. Like a like a buddy. Yeah. I I would love to be someone's buddy. That's fun. (laughs) Yeah. You're all of our buddies, Ellie. Thanks. (laughs) Uh, See you tomorrow.